You're listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Hey, Colorado Springs, this is Jenny Bayless, and we are back with part two of our mini series for five year holds and just going over kind of uh, what it's like to hold a property for five years and some some of the uh, good things and bad things and just kind of going over different types of expenses and how your revenue might change. So I like this property um, in particular that we're going to go over today because we don't have any of our own cash into this one. And it's been relatively easy. We've actually had the same tenant live there since when we bought the house. Like she lived there prior to us purchasing it and she still lives there today. She just loves the house. Um, So it's been kind of an easy management um, for us. So just kind of wanted to go over that. We bought this house in a similar house in a uh, part of an estate sale. And so we were able to get a pretty decent deal on it. Just like rough estimates for for what I can remember on this one. Um, We bought it for one... It was like 110 thereabouts um, and got a hard money loan to buy it. Um, it got a hard money loan for 120000 uh, because we thought that the ARV was going to be about 160, 165 um, on it. And um, so we were able to use that to, to purchase the property, some closing costs. And then at the time of purchase, which was in 2017, we had just done some exterior renovations to the home, new windows, new doors, new garage door, new gutters, new exterior paint, that sort of thing. Fix up, you know, some of the the, rot, the wood rot around around the outside of the house. Um, so just fix that up, and sure enough, it appraised for what we needed to. Um, I think at that point we we're able to do a rate and term refinance. Um, if I'm remembering correctly how this all worked out. So again, always talk to your lender as to how you want to, um, you know, how you're able to structure this. But basically what we did is we were able to take that hard money loan of 120 and then convert that into a 30-year fixed loan. Um, <clears throat> to say rate and term refinance, we didn't pull any cash out. So there wasn't a seasoning requirement. In doing so, our lender actually let us do 85% LTV in that case, if I if I remember um, how that worked out. Um, it's, it's been a while. And so some of the details are a little fuzzy, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's how that all transpired. Um, and then, so yeah, just kind of going in 2018, that's our first full year of, of owning this home. Rents were really, really under market value. Uh, goodness, I think they were under like $900. I think they were eight something. Um, really, really under market value. And so we have rental income of about eleven and a half thousand for the year. Some cleaning expenses, cleaning and maintenance expenses. I do remember we had to do quite a bit to get this house, uh, you know, up and running um, in in a good condition. So, uh, and I would actually say it's in a great condition right now. We we've done a lot to it. So um, we did a lot of, um, you know, and w- with the tenants, uh, she really uh, w- was excited about making the house beautiful as well. So. Um, you know, we did a lot of painting. We did, we painted the whole house while she's lived in there. We replaced all of her carpet with, um, like nice laminate flooring throughout. 
you know, upgraded appliances, all that good stuff. So she's been really excited um, to to help, uh, you know, move her stuff around while we while while we do upgrades for her as well. Which I think that's a good trade off. You know, you might have to move some things around, shuffle around, but then you basically get a brand new house inside. So, um, you know, good for, good for everybody. So, just kind of going into that. Um, again, mortgage interest, that was about $6,000 for the year. And I do want to point out, I am including this in net operating income. And I'm sure everyone's thinking, hey, you shouldn't include debt in your net operating income, which is correct. In the sense, uh, you know, the definition of net operating income, you do not include your debt expense in it. I just wanted to include all of our expenses because I do talk a lot about refinancing, um, you know, just different kind of mortgage uh opportunities that we've taken. So I wanted to just include that is kind of like a catch-all, um, you know, just for the sake of example. So just wanted to point that out. Repairs was about, yeah, 700000 Taxes. Oh my goodness. $392 for the year. <laughs> so um, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty wild to me that they're only $392 for the year. Uh, fast forward to 2022, taxes increased to $780 for the year. And I think that they're I just got my tax bill for this house. I think it's about the same. So that's quite a big uh, increase, but it was very, very low for the first bit. Um, and then we did do a bill back for trash. So um, yeah, I have you know $240 for utilities, but the tenant um, repaid us. So that's back up in rental income. So um, all in all, again, we have a net operating income of negative $185 for the year, which I just want to highlight we had zero of our own dollars in this property and we're making fixes while the tenant was living in there. So, you know, um, uh, this isn't tax advice, but because the property was in service, certain, or, you know, most of these expenses we're able to, um, you know, include as, as, as operating expenses, not the, not the flooring or anything, but, um, you know, like the paint, um, you know, some of the appliance, replacements, that sort of thing, um, you know, we we're able to expense those. So that's why they're being reflected here. Um, so yeah, a negative $185 for the year to, you know, start really renovating this house and having $0 into it. I'm pretty happy with it. Same thing for 2019. And as you can see, our rent's going up slow and steady. So um, again, 2018, it was like 11000 for the year. And ended in 2022 for um, 15,700 for the year. So it's pretty good. You know, we're just slowly increasing rent um, on this property. It's definitely still pretty significantly below market value. Um, but again, you know, we have that long-term tenant in there. So I'm not going to really rock the boat there. Um, again, 2019, that year we did pretty substantial um, improvements to the property as well, renovations. So um, I remember we replaced a lot of the closet doors, if I recall. I think that was this year. Um, they had those like old bifold doors that were just really falling apart. Um, so we actually got um, really nice hinge doors installed in, in all the closets and the interiors and everything. So um, that definitely made a, a really good improvement to the house, I think. So same thing. We're working to just improve this house ending the year with negative $1,400. So again, just kind of chugging along on this one. So 
2020 was pretty similar, ended the year on negative 270. Then in 2021, that was really interesting. So we were able to do a cash out refi on the property. And um, we we're able to take out a, a pretty substantial amount of money. I can't even remember what it was at this point. So I, I know the house now is worth about 290, 295 probably. So I think at that time, maybe it was in uh, the low twos. So I think it was about 40 or 50,000 we were able to take out um, and, and redeploy elsewhere. But the main point was that we were able to get a, a pretty low interest rate. So the mortgage payment did not really change too much, even though we were able to extract equity in the form of cash out of this property. So that was kind of exciting, I thought. Um, and then, you know, increasing the rent. So we were able to, we're kind of like, we, we hit a good pace at, the, at this point is kind of how I see it. So 2021, it took like three years, three or four years to get to this point. We got rent at a good rate. Um, you know, I would say we're in reasonable territory now as opposed to like very, very under market value. We were able to uh, recalibrate this loan again, pulling out, um, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars and drastically lowering the interest rate so that our mortgage payment was pretty much the same, which I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool that when you're able to do that. Um, and then we just didn't have a lot of, renovations that we're doing at this at this point or repairs like we, we got the house in the state that that we liked and we got you know kind of the operations of the house in a state that we like so we actually walked away with about sixty four hundred dollars for 2021 so that's pretty cool last year kind of the same thing is really just this house is kind of on autopilot now um and again just to highlight it took like three or four years to get to that point um and so, you know, rental income went up again. Um, everything else is just kind of steady. We did have a bunch of repairs. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think like the fence blew over in a few sections or just kind of weird stuff. So we did have quite a high, uh, quite a high repair budget uh, that year, about $2,000. Um, but still, we walked away with about $5,000 for that year. Could have been more if we didn't have those weird repair things happen. But, you know, that does happen. So just wanted to kind of go back and highlight that people might be thinking, why would you buy this house if you're negative cash flow for your first three years? So we're negative cash flow or negative negative operating income of $1,800 total for the first three years. But we since made it up, um, you know, 2021, 2022, we're in the black at 9,500 cumulative for the lifetime. But don't forget, we are able to extract like forty, fifty thousand dollars in the cash out refinance, and we had zero dollars of our own funds in the property. So, um, you know, just highlighting zero dollars in, we're able to extract equity to redeploy elsewhere, and we're positive about ninety five hundred dollars for the lifetime of, of this property. So, I would expect um, 2022 performance to be similar um, here on out because the property is um, in great shape right now. You know, we did, we did a lot to it during those um, first few years. We kind of have that mortgage stabilized. So we just have a lot of, um, you know, we put a lot of work into it, but now I think it's more of a, you know, well-oiled machine that I think will kind of carry us on for, for years to come. 
it's a different approach. Like I think a lot of people don't often think about keeping, you know, a long-term tenant in and, and, and kind of working around them as opposed to just, um, you know, starting over from a clean slate. This is the way that we chose to do it. We've done it, you know, kind of both ways before, but I like this. Um, as long as everyone's on board, of course, um, you know, living in kind of a construction zone and whatnot, but, um, it worked out well for everyone. I think now that, you know, that same tenant, um, even though she's living in the same house, it looks completely different from, (laughs) from when we bought it. So it's kind of, um, fun to see that. So yeah, just wanted to kind of highlight this one. This one's kind of like the steady Eddie property, like definitely took a little bit to get up and going, but once we finally hit our stride about two years ago, I th- I think that this one's going to be, um, knock on wood, a, a good property and an easy property from here on out. So just wanted to share this version with everyone. Thanks everyone. Yeah.